Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm delighted that you've joined me. I want to talk to you about a facet of these Kavanaugh hearings for the Supreme Court that I want you to really ponder and perhaps even act upon because it's the kind of thing that you can actually talk to your congressman or your senator about that could make a real difference in our culture. I imagine that you are grieved by the Me Too culture that we are living in right now, just like I am. I consider myself an advocate for women. I have worked for women. I have hired women. I am married to a woman. I have a woman as a daughter. Uh, I I am convinced that women should be allowed to achieve everything that a man should. We're not all competing over the same size pie. The pie's growing all the time. Thank God for every glass ceiling that women break. I, I often joke, I want my daughter to be the Pope, the president, the CEO, the, uh, you know, the, the rock star, everything she can achieve, I want her to achieve. And I want all women to achieve that. And I think the sexual abuse that we have had in our society for generations, well, really all through history, but in, especially in, in our society for recent uh, generations is just atrocious. It's time for it to stop. I don't think that the uh, that the solution is to lambast all masculinity, but rather the toxic masculinity that believes that it ought to exist taking advantage of women. And you know that I have said in this podcast many times that I think that porn is a large part of this. In porn movies, every woman wants it but just doesn't know it yet, and it's up to a man to convince her. So if he'll just rough her up or feel her up on the subway or, or, or write nasty notes or say nasty things on an airplane, somehow he'll get a response from her and get what he wants. And that's not the way it is. And because men are physically stronger than women, this is actually a dangerous and a threatening situation. And I understand why women are angry. And I got to tell you, I'm concerned. I'm going to, I'm going to have grandchildren who will go off to colleges and universities. And if some of them are female, I got to tell you right now, 20% of all women at college and university campuses are sexually abused. It's traumatic. Uh, I know many women who have been sexually abused. I know men who have been sexually abused as well, but I'm telling you, this is a good thing. It's a good air clearing. And that that is, I'm sure, what you believe, too, that, that while there are excesses and there are false accusations, that we need an air clearing about this and we need a new day. And I'm glad it's happening. And I'm glad that largely the millennials have surfaced these situations in our culture. Glad for all of it. However... When it comes to the Kavanaugh situation, my gripe is not that people are wanting to surface any allegations of sexual abuse. Of course, that should be discussed. And by the way, if anybody in this situation is lying about it under oath, they've committed a federal crime. And of course, that should be dealt with as well. My concern has to do with the Kavanaugh situation as an extension of something that's been going on for several generations in our politics, and it's doing tremendous damage. And that is that politics these days is no longer conducted just for the sake of victory on the floor or victory politically, but it's conducted as an all-out war with the goal of destroying the individual. And people who can't win on the floor, people who can't win by virtue of vote, people who can't win politically will launch other tactics to destroy people 
individually. Let me just say it right up front so nobody misunderstands. If Brett Kavanaugh molested that woman, Mr. Dr. Ford, and if he is lying about it now, he shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice and he should be charged with a crime. If she's lying, she should be charged with a crime. She's taking an oath, taking an oath against perjury. Uh, so have a half a dozen other people in this situation. So uh, the, the issues of justice are not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that when Democrats in this particular situation decided that they wanted to block Kavanaugh and his nomination to the Supreme Court, which, by the way, is their right. I understand it. Uh, the Republicans do the same thing, of course, with Justice Garland and so on. I mean, this is, this is the way it goes. You fight politically. As long as the fight is political, as long as you're using the rules of the House, as long as you're using votes and persuading minds and hearts and so on, I'm all for it. It's when you go outside of those processes and go after somebody personally so as to destroy them that I'm opposed. And this is happening over and over and over. Let me give you an example that's not about Kavanaugh. One of my good friends is Tom DeLay. Some of you will remember him. He was a congressman from Texas. He was also the House Minority Leader and the House Majority Leader for a lot of years. He was very effective, very cunning, very smart, was, was really one of the most effective House Majority Leaders ever in, in American history. Well, he was so effective that he angered folks on the other side. And rather than work to defeat him politically, rather than get more people in Congress and win elections and gin up the vote and proclaim their views and their values and win hearts and minds, they went after him personally. I'm going to just leave it at they. I know who did it, but, I'm, but my point's not to be too personal today. They went after him. His opponents went after him. And they got a local district attorney in Texas to charge him with what basically amounts at worst to an accounting error. Wasn't even his, by the way, but he was technically responsible if indeed it ever happened. So they charged him with crimes and he was indicted and it went on for years. It drained away money. It harmed his wife's health. That's not something I'm telling because I know it only personally. It's also been proclaimed publicly, though I first knew it because we're friends. Um, it, it drained his money. It damaged him. And eventually it all went away because there was nothing there. There was a very, this was a very powerful man and there was nothing there. But he suffered. It cost him big money. It cost him his reputation. It cost him his office. Uh, it, it, most people you mentioned, Tom DeLay, if they're smart, if they know who he was and what he did, they think the world of him. But a lot of people think he's basically in prison right now. Is he out of jail yet? I've been asked when he never went to jail and he never did anything that should have sent him to prison. All of that to say, that this is what we've had in recent years. You remember the Reagan-era official who, after all the hearings and all the trials and the exoneration, he went before the, uh, basically the microphones and the cameras, and he said, where do I go to get my reputation back? His reputation had been destroyed, not because of what he had done politically and not because he'd done anything criminal or, or, or even immoral, but simply because there was some technicality on which they could grind him, and as a result... They, they, they almost destroyed his life. Now, fortunately, he fought back, fought, fought back in smart ways, and that guy is fine. But my point is that this is the way it has gone. We can't defeat you on the floor, so we will attack you personally. We'll attack your family. We'll go after you legally. We'll impoverish you. We'll ruin your reputation. We'll threaten you with prison. And all of it 
is about, uh, it's basically the coward's approach. I can't win by the rules, so I'll go after you personally. Now, what does this have to do with the Kavanaugh situation? Let me say one more time, just so nobody's misunderstanding. If Kavanaugh did this thing and has lied about it, he has committed a federal crime. I don't want him to be the Supreme Court justice, and I want him to be charged with a crime. Same thing with Dr. Ford. If she's lied, I want her charged with a crime. We want justice. We want equality under the law. We want righteousness. But the way this was handled by his opposition, I'm going to leave it at that and not be personal. The way this was handled was in order to create a national scandal. You can meet with people in closed sessions. You can deal with difficult personal allegations in closed session. This thing should have been handled that way. When Dr. Ford sent her letter to the senior member of the Judiciary, Senate Judiciary Committee, that should have been taken in private. Then it should have been shared with the chairman. It should have been taken into private session. There should have been a private hearing with Dr. Ford. There should have been private hearing with Kavanaugh. The camera should not have been on. And that way, this man's reputation would not be destroyed. That's why you had have closed sessions. You have closed sessions for things that are intended for the committee's ears only and therefore do not have international scrutiny. Now, if any of you have ever been accused of anything that was false, uh, no matter how minor or, or maybe maybe some of you have had it major situations, we have lots of public officials who listen to this podcast and some of them have probably been charged with, or, or at least have alleged major things. It is almost impossible to put the genie back in the bottle. It is almost impossible to get your reputation back. You know, I've led in some situations where there were things not said of me that were not true. I will never be able to go back to everyone who heard those things and clean it up, but they were lies. They were false. And you know what? That's just the way leadership is. That's how it goes. You just have to count on that. If Whether you're going to be a, a business owner or a pastor or a politician or, or, or whatever, a clergyman of some kind, whatever you do, if you're in leadership, if you're prominent, if you're running a charity for seven, heaven's sakes, for the sake of helping people, you will be criticized and you will never have the chance to clean all that up. However, there's a difference between people thinking ill of you and people trying to destroy you. And when a hearing is open to the world, when a hearing has international television coverage, that means that even false allegations that are made are aired worldwide. Everybody hears it. It lives forever. Those videos of the Kavanaugh-Ford hearing will be on YouTube and be available when those people are dead. This will follow them forever. Let's assume just for a moment that Kavanaugh is completely guilty and Ford is uh, telling the exact truth and remembers it perfectly. Let's just assume that just for a moment. This will follow all of them. This will taint the next generation, their children and others. Uh, This will uh, do unbelievable damage. Let's assume the reverse. Let's assume that Kavanaugh is completely innocent and that Dr. Ford was molested by somebody, but but in, tra- in her traumatic, traumatized state, doesn't remember who, doesn't remember the facts right. Again, hypothetically, then still the allegations will follow forever. And when they are dead, people will still be watching those videos and discussing that moment. And they will not discuss what the hearing, what the committee finally concluded. They will not be able to discuss what the FBI uncovered. They will not be able to discuss the actual facts because, by the way, I'm convinced we're probably never going to know the actual facts. So only the allegations live on. And what we've got to do is insist that our congressmen, 
our senators, the people who represent us, compete and compete fiercely. I'm all for a fierce competition. We, we should be. That's what the founding fathers intended. They built a system of checks and balances and tension and, 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 and you know people working against each other. They expected argument. They expected disagreement. They expected fights. But within the rules and within the structures, the political structures that we have, I don't, I, there are certain people I'd like to see leave Congress tomorrow. <laughs> I am not, I will tell you, a big fan of Senator Booker. I'd like to see him step out tomorrow, but I don't want to see him destroyed. I don't want to see his, his children embittered and impoverished. I don't want to see his wife dying of some disease that comes from stress and the bombardment that they've dealt with. No, of course not. I just want the man to be shut up politically. Absolutely. No question. I, I, I think he's a fool, but, that, but that's just me. That's what I believe. And so if I can defeat him politically within the structures, the political structures we've been given by the founding fathers, all for it. What we have to be against and what I would oppose, even in Senator Booker's case, is that anyone wants to destroy him personally or anyone else on that committee or anyone, anyone whose testimony was heard last week or anyone who's in the House or the Senate or any other official to destroy them personally, unless now their behavior warrants it. Now, what I'm saying is if, if the Secretary of Commerce stole money and you know used it for his drugs or his, or his booze or his women or bought his own you know, vacation house with federal money, well, that, that man needs to go to jail. But I'm talking about the kind of allegations that are trumped up, so to speak, but which can destroy a person. And it's all about gaining victory you can't gain on the floor, in the House, in the Senate, through the right processes. I want to urge you to think about this. I want to urge you not to be inflamed towards people by what you see in the press. We're only getting part of the story all the time. And if you have any access to, and all of us do, by the way, to congressmen and senators, tell them to fight and compete fiercely but within the political rules and not go after the politics of personal destruction. Brett Kavanaugh, whether he's guilty or not, said the truth. And that is, though he uh, is a nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, his reputation has been more than tarnished. I don't agree with him that it's been destroyed, but his reputation has absolutely been damaged for the rest of his life and purely by the way the committee chose to handle it. And they chose to handle it, certain committee members, they chose to handle it because they knew a national scandal would damage him, whereas closed session hearings, which is what the rules required, would have kept this thing contained. And that is the politics of personal destruction. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.